right. Uh, Casey's gonna throw a big curveball at the end of this with what we're gonna watch. He's gonna look at his cue and then he's he's gonna probably close his eyes and point, and it's gonna come out to the randomest shit. But are you going to have trouble with that curve? Oh no. Well, we know there's no sequels to it, so. Control that with Curve Two, starring Larry the Cable Guy as Peanut Boy. <laughs> oh, that's. Why not yeah, Tooth Fairy? That makes sense. With Larry the Cable the Guy as uh, Tooth Fairy. The cast. Are you it. saying you want to do it? Nope. Are you I'm saying, saying you want I'm to do it? Is, is Tooth Fairy Two even a sports movie? Probably not. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Movie Madness Podcast, the show that takes a look at the best of the best and the worst of the worst in the world of sports movies. I'm your host, Casey Bryant. Alongside me, as always, is Matt McNamara and Rob DeLuca. Today, we are looking at MVP, or the Most Valuable Primate. Honestly, sometimes a title gives away too much. Uh... (laughs) It would be like if M. Night Shyamalan titled his first movie, He Was Dead the Whole Time. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes uh, a title, you just kind of tell what's going to happen. But in case you are brain dead, here we go. MVP is a 2000 hockey movie from the brilliant minds who brought you Air Bud. It's written by Robert Vince, directed by Robert Vince. Also getting credit on writing is Anne Vince. Jack is a chimpanzee at a university meant to study something. Uh, But when his caretaker dies, the university wants to sell him to hepatitis, or uh, at least the University of Tennessee, which honestly might be just as bad as hepatitis. Jack wants to run away to the sanctuary he came from in San Francisco, but he somehow ends up in British Columbia, Canada. You know, as one does. There we see Stephen and his deaf sister Tara, Steven is a hockey player on a terrible team. Tara is deaf. They meet Jack and mayhem ensues. It turns out Jack can play hockey, because why not? So Steven and Tara are left to return Jack back home, win the big game, and learn the real Harvest Cup was the friends we made along the way. Well, we Rob, talk about the movie anymore because you kind of just nailed it all right there. <laughs> well, Rob, you're kind of the reason we're in this predicament because last <laughs> week so you like said movies here, damn it. <laughs> you last week said, and I quote, "Let the record show, monkeys are f- always funny." Monkeys are funny. Monkey, I think this movie is. If if Ed was not enough proof for you, this movie should be living proof. That monkeys are not funny. So what did you think of the movie, Rob? It's basically what I thought of Ed. It sucks. Like, it's not a... Here's the thing. It's not good. It's better than Ed, which means it's also better than Score, which it weirdly relates to at weird points. It also weirdly re- relates to the Mighty Ducks in terms of how bad the hockey skill is in it. Like, you, you got these goalies diving out like Goldberg. <laughs> it's just the nets left open. You got all these unrealistic things. You, at one point, the main character, Steve, is on a breakaway. And he gets egged. Like, we, we they superseded two minutes for roping by taking <laughs> the place. There's no call, too. No penalty call. They make it clear it's the hometown refs. They're not calling on anything. Literally it's Montreal typical. Montreal typical. Typical. Typical Montreal. 
but yeah, that's essentially it. It's it's a movie. It was just under 90 minutes. It felt a hell of a lot longer at certain points. But you know what? This movie was essentially like the real harvest. The real trophy was the friends we made along the way. Absolutely. Mac, did you make any friends with anyone in this movie? I mean... Not really, because like there, most of the characters were pretty bland and not well executed, so there wasn't really a whole lot for me to latch onto. I was telling you guys before, even the main character, I forgot his name. Like after the movie ended, <laughs> like, that should tell you if I know if I'm it's, if it's easier for me to remember the name of the monkey versus like the main protagonist of the movie. It's a little bit the of a problem. The main character, though. Uh, I mean, they, they kind of share. They kind of well, share. It's, it's the, in the, the movie main sixty seconds. The main kid uh, is basically just Jack Hughes. He looks exactly like Jack Hughes. Yeah, that. Uh, Are that, you that, telling the, me the golden boy that Jack Hughes was in this movie at the ripe age of two? I'm telling oh. you that this is Jack Hughes's origin story. Oh no! For a movie about a monkey who skates around and plays hockey. It is surprisingly not as, I don't find it as stupid as Ed, but that is a very, and I mean very low bar, because Ed is probably, as I said in the last episode, one of the stupidest, stupidest movies I've ever seen. Not just in sports, in general, is one of the stupidest movies. And this movie, at certain times in some of the examples Rob gave, really borders on the stupidity of Ed, especially in the final act of the movie, where you really started to see, start to see him play hockey and get good at hockey. But, like, in terms of its concept and execution, it's very on par with Ed and just in terms of how ridiculous it gets in many different ways. So, MVP, like you said, so it's not as bad as Ed, but that's a bit like saying that, like, a sinus infection is not as bad as an inner ear infection. Like, they're both... They're both. I know, but like neither one of them are good. No, no, nothing nothing about either is pleasant. But my God, an ear infection is just the worst. An ear infection is score. (laughs) Well, that's what that's what we got while watching score. So I mean, you know, I I a double ear infection would would probably only enhance the musical quality that is found within score. But that's aside the point. Uh, This movie is not the worst thing in the world. Honestly, I was pretty bored by it until we hit the hour mark. So, like, for the first hour of this movie, I'm sitting there going, honestly, this is not that bad. Like, <laughs> like it's it's bad. And I texted you guys saying, guys, this is bad, but it's not, like, memorably, memorably awful. At the hour mark, it takes a huge turn. For 30 minutes, we got real extreme terribleness. And... It almost makes it worth it that, like, I sit through this 90-minute movie and, like, okay, at least the last 90 minutes were insane. But the first hour is such a bore that I can't even, like, put this in the so bad it's good category because I thought this was such a snooze fest. It really was. I mean, what do you want from it? Like, it's a movie about a monkey. If it's not funny, it fails. Yeah. Look, (laughs) even for the, like, Ed introduced the monkey at like the six minute mark he comes the off monkey, a bus yeah. here the monkey he, was right away 
Yeah, they, they they introduce you to the fact that the monkey can play baseball at like the yeah. ten minute mark. He's yeah. just like he from the get go. It is stupid, insipid, lowest common denominator humor writing. The first hour of this movie is like trying to play it off as like this genuine, heartfelt kind of thing. Non sports movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like Disney Channel, ABC Family type drama. Yes. Yes. With, with, with all the different with this the storylines that are going on. Let's be real. The main character is a friggin' monkey. It's meant to be a children's movie. It is, but, like, I can see a lot of kids sitting in the... It's like every eight minutes of screen time, the movie forgot that it was supposed to be a kid's movie, so it throws in a stupid pop song and, like, a little 30-second clip montage of the monkey doing something silly. So, like, every eight minutes, you're like, oh, look at the monkey, he's making cereal, isn't that funny? (laughs) Or, like... (laughs) Eight minutes later, oh, the monkey is, is making faces behind a tree. Isn't that funny? He's learning to skate. <laughs> and like, but then for the next seven minutes, you're just sitting there listening to like the, the deaf sister isn't getting along with her friends. And like the boy is trying to fit in on his hockey team and his hockey team are all a bunch of like lazy dicks. Okay, yeah, also, and- spe- yeah, to speak about the deaf sister. So you see that scene right at the beginning where she's at school. Right. Yeah. And like that, that, that girl is inviting everyone to like her party or whatever. And the invitation falls onto the floor. So it's like, it's insinuated that she doesn't have friends, even though the invitation clearly falls. Yeah. Or that never addressed again. Like they they never go back to the plot line that she has no friends. Like it's never Uh, addressed. uh, Well, I mean, the rest of the movie is her trying to like, make friends like trying to impress the people in her class like when the when the when jack finally comes into her life she's able to make friends because she's able to like show like oh look at my you know my pet look how cool he is and they, and they all laugh and like the all right but like here's 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 how that could have been integrated right let's say that like let's say at the beginning of the movie you show that the kids have difficulty communicating with tara because she's deaf and while she's a good lip reader, they, like, can't find a way to properly communicate with with her. Because that's a feeling of helplessness. Because kids yeah. outside of her family are not going to bother to learn sign language. But if you show that they can't communicate earlier on, and then when she brings the monkey in, pe- people, like, are starting to learn sign language. And you show the monkey teaching them sign language, as opposed to just this one two-second shot at the end of the movie where Jack is, like, waving goodbye to the classroom and they're all going, yeah, (laughs) banging their heads. Like, if you had made that a thing instead of just a throwaway gag, that could have been a plot point. But instead, they just, they had to remove the feeling from the movie so that you could get more clips of whatever the hell the maintenance guy is doing with his, like, paint and his... And his sock that's on the outside of his pants. I thought that Luli from uh, uh, Legendary would be the weirdest character <laughs> we've reviewed. She has been topped. She <laughs> has been topped by Mr. Maintenance Man, who just... I was very uncomfortable watching him. I'm going to say the entire time he was on screen. Yeah. Because he, the faces he made, his body language, the way he said literally every line was so like cringeworthy. I did not know like what to do or what to think. It was just it was so out was, of left field. Was he field supposed to be to on the spectrum? I, I have no idea. 
Because they, he certainly plays it like he's supposed to be on the yeah. spectrum. Like his his clothes are disheveled. He's like very. But he's a maintenance man. Would you like? Would you really? He also isn't he also like a monkey trainer? Like he spends a lot of time with the monkey, right? Isn't he supposed yeah. to be like he's like someone a, who's like a primary caretaker? Yeah, he's a caretaker. And then at the end of the movie, he goes to work for the sanctuary. Yes. Yeah. So clearly, he's high functioning. <laughs> But like, he's just is weird. He? Is he? Yeah. I don't. He's weird. He is very weird. That is. All right, but like, so at the beginning of the movie, you figure like, okay, he's just that way to the monkey because he's treating the monkey like it's like it's like it's infant, right? So like, he's like talking, "Hello, Jack. You made me coffee. That's a good boy, Jack." And I'm like, all right, that's fine. He just talks to the monkey. But then he's, like, talking to the other humans that way. Like, I don't know where Jack went. Maybe Jack is off somewhere else. And, it's like, he's talking to the dean of the college that way and, like, the other humans. And I'm like, is, so is he just always like this? Yeah. yeah. What, what's the obsession with selling monkeys, by the way? This is the second movie in a row where they tried to sell the monkey. Well, that's the cheapest way to manufacture drama. Oh, God, we have a monkey. How do we make it tense? Sell him. <laughs> Sell, him. Sell him to torture. Sell yeah. him to Tennessee. Go balls. Give him hepatitis. <laughs> I will say the the guy who tries to sell him is probably one of the only people who knows what kind of movie he's in. Because I've seen that that I've seen that actor before. He's been in other things. Who? But like the Which guy the, who plays like the, the mad sci- the mad scientist dean oh, guy. I've also seen the uh, the broadcaster before. Yeah, the broadcaster. Uh, I think I think. Too. Okay, well here are the here's the thing about the broadcasters first. Uh, the the first guy uh, Willie yeah. Drucker. Drucker. Uh, yeah. He's, he's a very famous Canadian comedian. He was on yeah. SCTV. He was a uh, comedy partner with Rick Moranis for many years. Uh, he always did the Great White North skits with SCTV. Uh, so he's he's like a Canadian uh, personality. Uh, the other play-by-play guy, surely you guys recognize from the from the Harvest Cup, the play-by-play guy. Yeah, did not recognize him. You didn't recognize? Did you recognize the voice? We have a monkey coming in on the left side, and he shoots, he scores, stopped by Luongo. It's Jim Houston. That was not Jim Houston. That's Jim Houston. Wow. Straight the save by Tuscala. Yeah, that's that's Jim Houston. Wow. the save? (laughs) the save? Like, it's a question. Wait, he got that? It's a save? Is yes. Yes. Damn. So that was right, Jim yeah, Houston. Cast. Where's my full cast? Full cast. Yeah. Well, they're probably like the most recognizable names in this cast because everyone else in this Holy cast shit. is a, is a, a bunch Jimmy. of no. There's a bunch of no names in this cast, like yes. all across the board. It was Jim Houston. At least scored yeah. like Olivia Newton-John and Nelly Furtado. Oh, this doesn't even have Ro- that. Apparently, Robert Vince played one of the hockey players. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about which the make, hockey players. Which makes players. sense because of how old the hockey players were. Yeah. yeah let, let let's talk about the hockey for a moment here because uh, hockey. it is it is a sports movie podcast. So let's address the sports first. Uh, these people are thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're playing so, junior B hockey, right? 
Yeah, so at least here's the one thing I will give them credit for is that they got what junior hockey is. So like in score, they're like, he we own a hockey team. What kind of hockey team? It's a hockey team. Screw you. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, or you know whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So so this movie specifies it's junior B. Like if they know junior B is the end of the road. Like people don't go anywhere after that. Uh, they name check the WHL. They name check like the QMJHL. I'm pretty sure at one point yeah, the OHL. Like they, yeah. they they understand what junior hockey is. So in that regard, they get like a, a check mark. Uh, in virtually every other regard. <laughs> this... <laughs> so let nah nah. What I so I will ask you of the many rule infractions that are committed <laughs> in this movie. What's your favorite? What's oh that's oh okay um well I mean you know you get the constant interferences from the checks that are all completely off play P- people you know? who don't understand what interference right is yep movie, check right at the end of the movie you get that blatant goaltender interference after check. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how else can we go on for uh let's see uh oh yeah none of them have any hockey skating ability whatsoever. Well, None. that's that's just on the actors. Yeah, that's that's yeah. and and the choreographers because it's very clear that after every shot, they were in a stationary position. Yeah. It's yeah. very it, especially like on shots and saves. It's clear that like they they were told and action, shoot and then like no one's moving. And yeah. Everyone's well, there's a lot. There's a lot of those ones where like they sweep them off their feet. Like one guy will go low and they like they'll fly out. They would do the occasional Dutch angle on the goaltender to make it look like you're not you're kind of out of a weird disorientation. Um, my favorite the the rule, and I actually just thought of this one. The rule that they didn't, I mean, maybe it was because it wasn't around yet, is that in the final scene, Jack should get instigation penalty for for ne- knocking his sticks across every head on that bench because that is instigating. <laughs> and he didn't get that. But my yeah. most agree, my most egregious one from the final scene, which obviously we'll talk about. Is in all this mayhem and all this musk, where it's the typical. I think Rob was bringing it up before, the like the Mighty Ducks ending, where you know the the puck is on the crease and they're just waiting for someone to dive on top of it. And the biggest guy on the team for the Nuggets, which is the team that the, our main character is on, straight up goes head first into the goaltender, barrels into him, no interference whatsoever, and of course they win because of that in the final second. Well, no, so that's, because, that's egregious. That's, that's egregious. That's because Jack comes in and slides through literally on his his stomach and it just pokes it over the goal line. Poked it right over it. But is it Jack? <laughs> is it Goldberg? Wait, it's not Goldberg. It's Russ. It's Tara. <laughs> it's Tara. Who's... Which by the way Remember when Jack first got on the ice and scored that goal and it was waved off because he was ruled an ineligible player? When did Tara get on the roster? It was so they were the like, hometown refs. They're the Vancouver refs. So here's here's what I don't know. So what the, the reason why Tara the reason why Tara is even on the ice in the first place in that final scene is because uh Steven leaves the game so that he can escort Jack to the airport. And then they bring back their captain, who's been healthy this whole entire time. Right. But, oh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but why can't Tara just leave with Jack, so that Jack can, or so that Stephen can finish the game? Special needs. Uh, yeah, like I don't understand why why Tara. He just takes a cab. It's not that Stephen can drive. He takes yeah. a cab. 
So why yeah. can't Taro do it? I don't know. Maybe it was like the size things they were they were talking about that like oh they, size they, doesn't people, matter. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There, there's two scenes in this movie. Like that final scene, you can you know the difference between a little girl and a monkey. So as soon as she got on the ice, I don't care if she's got her head down. I don't care if she got like her hair over her face. You can know the difference between a little girl and a monkey. And in the first scene that Jack plays hockey, he's on the ice for a solid like full shift, and everyone's like, "Hmm, I wonder who that first thing is." No one even thinking yeah. like, oh, that doesn't look like anyone on the ice. That monkey, well, they didn't realize it was a monkey, of course. That person is so sh- shorter than everyone else, skates so much slower than everyone else. Oh, it's probably just another kid who we haven't seen before. Not, you know, a monkey. Like, I, come on. I think one of my least favorite uh, cliches in sports movies is when someone is injured and comes in or, like, leaves the team and then comes back mid-game in the championship to, like, redeem themselves. Yeah. First off, I mean, like, the forced conflict and having one of the main characters leave only to come back, and we all know you're coming back. Like, everyone knows that's that's going to happen. So, like, in Moana, uh, when, when Maui leaves Moana alone and then comes back in the dramatic climax, and everyone's like, wow, I can't believe Maui came back. Like, yeah, of course he's going to come back. He's on the posters. He's the good guy. Yeah. Like, he's going to come back. It's, so the Han, the, it's the Han Solo thing. That's where yeah, it all started. exactly. And in this movie, they have it so that, I think Pete is his name? Peter, the captain? You don't even know his name. It's just like Coach... Yeah, uh, Pete, Pete Pachimski or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, he, Pete Rachinsky, whatever his name is, yeah. So he, he, he comes up to the coach and goes, Coach, I'm uh, sure you realized that I'm not – I've been healthy this whole time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and his coach is like, yeah, I know. He goes, well, Coach, I'd like to play. And the coach is like, suit up. You're on the team. Uh-huh. And, like, first of all, that's just not – you can't – if a player is scratched, a player is scratched. Yeah. You can't play them. That's second illegal, of all, player, second yeah. of all, that's terrible coaching allowing the guy back in because you know what Coach Herman Boone would have done? He would have said, "Petey, right now I need you on the bench. You'll start next year with the seniors." Because that's what a coach does. He teaches accountability and responsibility. Yeah, this coach was just kind of like a little too much go with the flow. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like, put a think? monkey on the ice. So, cool. so like, put a monkey on the ice. Yeah, put Pete on the ice. What's his character's name? I don't care. Why should the audience feel happy that he's back? I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Legit, when he came back and said, "Coach, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know that I've been healthy this whole time." I said aloud to an empty room, "Who are you? Who? <laughs> Who? Who?" Yeah, because he was in one scene yeah. an yeah. hour ago. And he doesn't have a line. He doesn't yeah. have a line. Fixes all you know is that he's the one who doesn't knit. knit. He's the one who doesn't knit. That's all yeah. you can distinguish between those two players. <laughs> There's a guy who knits, and they never go back to it. No, doesn't uh, he, he make some cap? And he makes something, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, is is another cliche of like, I was going to make this for you. I didn't get a chance to finish, but it's the thought that counts. It's not the product, which was literally like stolen. It was, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was stolen by the office uh, when Michael is leaving and Phyllis knits him the mittens and Phyllis knits him some. And they're not done. They're like missing the, the ends of his fingers. So I'm not saying that the office ripped off most valuable primate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's, co- it's saying? a coincidence. I'm just saying it's a coincidence. Purely coincidence. It's, it's just very convenient. <laughs> uh, as for the other uh, 
teammates, uh, I'll ask you who was your favorite because there really is only one answer, and that's the Moose. Moose! The goaltender got a little time to shine at the end. It's the moose. It's the moose, but it is the moose. Definitively, it's the because moose. Because why? Because let's let's remind the folks why is moose our favorite? Because this is the uh, superhero origin story for Scora Hockey Musicals. Hey. Moose. Damn right. So you're saying that MVP and score in the same universe of hockey movies? I'm saying that if I'm you really saying, think about wait, it, if you really think about it. Score ripped off MVP with that. MVP came out 10 years earlier. Well, that's what I'm saying is that that's why this is a prequel. Because, hear me out, hear me out. So, in MVP, a young hockey player comes to a new team, is beaten up and hated at first, but eventually turns this perennial loser around with just his can-do spirit. And instead of, like, fighting and, and music, it's a monkey. So then, an older, wiser moose comes together and unites the blades under the code, which he learned from Steven. Same. (laughs) And both of them will be in Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Well, like, the beginning of this movie was pretty, like, the way that they established how the hockey is played was very similar, where it's just, you know, it's kind of the the regression of, like, all they like to do is fight, and all the fans want from them is to fight. So anytime they're not fighting, it's boring. From the what? first sight of hockey they did, which was Steven taking practice slap shots, that this ho- the hockey skill in this movie was going to suck because his form sucked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. It, it did. It was, it was just bad. It, it really was like, you know, well, you're not really ch- channeling your inner P.K. Subban here, your inner Daniel Sedin, if you want to do Vancouver. Was, was yeah. there any reason why they moved from California to no, wherever never, that town was? Never, never, never dressed. Okay. No, never dressed. Well, it's not like in other movies where, like, there's a missing parent because they have both parents in their do. life. Well, never, so the, the, uh, the monkey is supposed to go to... El uh, San, El- San Francisco or no, El Simeon. El, El Simeon, which is the stop before. Uh, yeah, but like either way, do they not know like how far south San Francisco is? They clearly don't because they call him a Yankee the entire movie, even though a Yankee is supposed to be a northerner. Yeah, uh, yeah. A Yankee's be... not a term for an American. A Yankee was a term the South used for people of in north in the northern part of uh, the United States of America. Yeah, like, well, it's, it's I... the Yankee. There's other words I... you could use. Yeah, what? Why not go with like the old uh, cliche, like from Airborne, which was another terrible '90s movie, where you just call him a surfer dude the whole time because he's from California and he thinks everything's rad, dude. Yeah. And it's like. And they made so, occasional jokes about it, but they just were like Yankee, and you're like, what? Huh? Huh? What? And what train line goes from San Francisco <laughs> to Vancouver? That's wild. It goes from like wherever the hell they were in California. Is that how the is that how the sharks travel to the Canucks games? Like, they just take that take that, lo- that made up line. How long? How long was this monkey asleep? That. <laughs> <laughs> that he's he falls asleep one night and it's like all right couple stops and we'll be in san francisco and like he wakes up in the morning and they're in this frozen tundra I'm like how yeah 
He doesn't I even mean, take a taxi. The, the the guy instructs him to take a taxi. He doesn't even do that. He just goes for a hey, walk. That's, that's banana money, man. <laughs> now it's banana money. Granted, that was always what I was afraid of when I would ride Metro North. I was always afraid that I would fall asleep fall and wake asleep. up and it would be like two I, days. That's later. the worst. That's like the worst nightmare. Yeah. I would miss all your stops. There were several moments where I would wake up and not know whether it was the train to or from New York. I'd be like, <laughs> what oh, day is it? <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> that happens to me on the bus. <laughs> I take uh, a bus and like, wait, am I going home or going to work? Like, shit. Yeah, I was literally taking the Metro North like this past week, and literally I didn't have a lot of sleep the night before, and I was going from the city, and every stop I would fall asleep, and then we'd stop, I'd wake up and like have that brief panic, then go back to sleep. And then the next stop, I'd have the same panic over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the worst. Here's a uh, here's another thing this movie stole from, by the way. Uh, the goaltender uh, who can't see. Yeah. Does this ring a bell? Kicking and screaming. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's. Uh, but but I'm thinking of something that came before this, which would be Major League. Uh, Rick Vaughn ah. is given glasses, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah. I swear to God, every sports comedy that came, or or at least attempted comedy, just saw the blueprint for Major League because it was a successful movie, and they were like, "All right, we can do that," and just take the tropes from there. Yeah, and then like hockey movies, it's either Major League or Slapshot. Those are the two I've noticed a lot of like the t- typical tropes stolen from in general. But yeah, that one, well, that one's weird because like. He's he can't see, but then when he does see, he also becomes like super flexible. Like we never saw this flexibility from him, and then all of a sudden he's making like these Henrik Lundqvist type saves, like they're nothing. It's like that's a bit of a drastic change to go from blind and not flexible at all to oh we can see now. Now he's a superhero. Well, but they say it's because of his nerves that he's not performing well. But I, did they not give him an eye exam? Is this not like is is a basic trip to the optometrist not in order? Yeah, for I, you know, goaltender, like in general, like oh, what's your problem? I can't see. Oh, that's not that big a deal. That's no problem. That's no problem. Yeah, that is no problem. That ain't no problem. Here's a uh, here and once more a uh, further proof that this is in the score hockey universe. What trivia question for you both? See if you picked up on it. What NHL team's jersey, like template, is in this movie? It's I believe it's in the semifinal game. Semifinal okay. game against the Tigers. Okay. So no, it's, it's, excuse okay. me, not not against the Tigers. Not against the, it's the it's the championship game. The oh, Harvest against, Cup. Oh, it's the Harvest uh, Cup. Game. Uh, oh. It was like it, the, it's, it was a pretty dark uniform, right? It's pretty like dark yes. black black uniform, right? It was it was black, but it had a it had a signature. Stripe. Wasn't it a Vikings thing? Wasn't there a team of Vikings they played? Or was that not in the finals? I mean, that may have been the name of the team, but I'm just referring to the pure template of the jersey. So okay. it was a different crest, but it had the same V stripe as the old Washington Capitals. Oh. It looks exactly like the Screaming Eagle Washington Capitals jersey, which is the same jersey that they wear and score, score. when they have the ha da 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 jab Yep. <laughs> Which is proof in case that you're, this... you're expecting us to remember a lot from score. Like, so what I'm just saying yeah, is a that lot of, from MVP. I'm saying that this movie, the league that they're in, the Nuggets, 
it dissolves eventually and becomes this other league. Certain teams branch off and join whatever league the Brampton Blades are in. Wasn't it Bant? No, it wasn't Bantam, right? That wasn't the name of it. Nothing else. Just junior B hockey. Which, junior by the way, hockey. what are you I think, doing? I think I was confusing Brampton. The junior a- Why is the Harvest Cup a junior B team versus a junior A team? Mm. Yeah, that's weird. Is that a real thing? The Harvest Cup? No! Right. You play in your own league. <laughs> you okay, play in that's your own true. It, it would be a little bit like if an NA3HL team was playing and they're like, hey, congratulations, you won the NA3HL Cup. Uh, we're going to throw you out there against the Red Wings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's South Park versus the Red Wings. Exactly. I yeah, like, why couldn't they coach. have just said, like, like <laughs> you, guys are playing, you guys are playing against the top, the other top team from, the, from B. Like, how hard is that? They'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't even notice that they specified that it was Junior A. I think yeah, by that point I, I was so that. mentally checked out. Well, yeah, that whole last scene is just so ridiculous. Like, so, that whole, like, the change. Oh, they play something. Junior B. They play Junior B. They played against the Junior A in the final. Yeah. Yeah. So, in, in basically all of the sports scenes are Mario Hockey and <laughs> Jack is Diddy Kong. Because uh, <laughs> skating around with this little twig and he's... They speed up the footage oh, yeah. so that so Jack looks angry. like he's skating quick when in actuality it Jack. feels like you're on it feels like you're on drugs like watching him. He's just like I Boom. wish I was on drugs watching this movie. Uh, and then they probably. do like the like the simple slap shot and then the puck just goes His like you know, they, they do the close up Jack. on the he's puck. He's not actually Jack Hughes. Yeah, it's, so so Jack Hughes <laughs> is like watching Jack shoot and Jack shoots it through the net. And Jack Hughes goes, oh, maybe next time you'll hit the net. I'm like, Jack Hughes, do you have eyes? Like, it's a six by four opening. Clearly, you can see he shot it through the frame, right? Yeah. Like, how how do you not notice that? And at the end, he shoots it through and they go, and no one says anything. And the deaf girl has to tell the other guy, hey, look at the hole in the net. Like, how do you not notice a hole in the net already? Which, by the way, how does the referee go, no goal, but two seconds prior to that, the goal light went on. They had the goal light go on. Yeah, so the goal judge clearly sees that it's on. <laughs> no goal. We need, need Wes McCauley. We need Wes McCauley to fix up the situation. <laughs> Honestly, that would have made this movie so much better Is if Wes McCauley was in it. Oh, my God. If you would have to do it like in typical self, just his typical like deadpan. You needed that. You needed that thrown in there. Call on the ice. Stands. We have it all. <laughs> so here's here's another thing about the, the monkey playing hockey. Now I I know it may seem like I have a lot of problems with a monkey playing hockey. Uh, we we let all kinds of people play hockey. What do you mean all kinds of people? Hockey is for everyone. Play ball. <laughs> Uh, oh, what do you people know? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> what uh, do I mean, you people? I, I meant to say everyone. I meant to say everybody. That's what I would have said if they let me go back on air. Just so <laughs> that I could say I meant everybody. Oh, sure. So, the monkey is allowed to play hockey because the league pretty much comes together and goes, listen, <laughs> just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not literally, making any literally money. Literally the most fuck it attitude that you could have. On it, which, like, 
in a minor league, I could I could see, and even in junior B. Okay, even in junior B, I could. For Dan, for the Danbury hat tricks, would you guys ever even consider a gimmick like this? I guess, yeah, because like one of the other teams in the league signed a 47-year-old to a one-day contract. I mean, uh, that's your. Uh, are they good? I think it was, What's the average was age it? of the hat tricks? Would you say? They're probably about 26. Is the oh, average okay. age? 20, Not awful. 25. 2526. Right, so uh, why did are, they sign this 47-year-old? Was it like a contest? I think Watertown signed like a celebrity contract. Uh I could be getting the team wrong, but it definitely happened. And this 47-year-old did dress, he skated, and he got into a fight. <laughs> which which honestly honestly is legendary. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of fighting in this movie too. Well, it wasn't even a lot of like a drop the glove. There was, was like, like one scene of a fight and it was a disaster. I mean, he jumps into the opposing team's bench, which at least they got that call right. <laughs> Even though the ref was so biased, they were right to throw him out after he jumped into the bench and tried <laughs> to fight everyone. Are you are you saying that you shouldn't do that? Uh, it's not recommended. Not recommended. Yeah, I would I would recommend. It's, but, and then you're well, well, you're also in literal no man's land because then you're just surrounded. By all of them, and you're you're in a very awkward position, and they can just pound on your on your uh, guts. So, but like, okay, so the league says it's okay for the monkey to play, right? Sure. But but the Harvest Cup is clearly sanctioned by Hockey Canada if it's like a legitimate junior final against a junior A squad. So clearly, Hockey Canada would have gotten wind of this and been like, uh, "Is that a monkey?" who's the one on the, on the end there on that rock <laughs> who's, who's, who's that one oh, and clearly oh, it would be like oh yeah this one like uh, uh, the six of us all sat in our smoke-filled room and said yeah this, we'll make some money hockey canada yeah. would not allow that you think yeah. all right Never, never mind. I was gonna make a joke, but it's it's poor timing. Oh, uh, joke. Well, here's the, well, here's the thing, though. All right, all right, this all right. Episode right. will air later, so it might not be poor. It might actually like you know. All right, I'll, I'll, it'll be funny. I'll, I'll edit it out. You thought Don Cherry hated immigrants. Wait till you see his take on animals playing the sport. Uh, <laughs> no, leave it in there because by the time this episode airs, it'll be funny. Yeah, well, the, so they're trying to make money. And, well, well, just the other fact that they weren't making a whole lot of profit and, and everyone else was like, what were the other reasons? Like, they were making, like, stupid jokes about it. Like, oh, you could probably play better than your, your sister for these other characters that we we barely see again and who just make monkey noises the rest of the movie. Yeah, like the monkey it's the vendors! It's just like... Then, every time the Nuggets scored, they'd just be making monkey noises, even when the monkey didn't score. Yeah. Because once the monkey is signed, they really ramp up the monkey-related puns and wordplay. Which is, as I said before, is part of why this movie just goes full stupid in the final act. Just in the final act? Uh, Well, it gets gets its stupidest, as Casey was saying before, once that hour mark reaches. Like, Like, Casey, for you, like, what was the... You were talking before about, like, the final 30 minutes. Like, what were the key moments that really reached your, like top level of stupidity so it was final, that final half an hour i think it was when the monkey like climbs into uh the locker room for the first time 
Because, like, he, he escapes and we get, like, shot number 20 of someone fainting. Uh, because fainting humor is always great. Uh, as the monkey is escaping yeah. the house, like, the, the, the suburban mom faints. And they make and, a heart like, attack joke, which, al- which is also too her, soon. Her party, yeah. like... Yeah. They straight up make a heart attack joke, which is too soon, considering what happens earlier in the movie. Yeah. So, the, the daughter fainted at one point, and the goalie faints twice because he takes a shot to the noggin, and just, like, every, everyone faints in this movie. Yeah, but it's they do when, two of those. They do two goalie hit-in-the-head faint gags, which is huh. two too many. Yeah, they, they th- overdid it. They did it more than once, so they overdid I, it. I think it's when, like, Jack goes to the boards of the hockey rink and Tara sees him and, like, says, no, no, don't do it. And Jack is like, how many retweets to jump out on this ice? And she's like, none. And he's like, all right, we got it. <laughs> Fuck so he, it. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> so he just skates out onto the ice like he's Michael Scott in Threat Level Midnight. Uh, just joining the action. It's forget too many men on the ice. He's just, he's just in this now. Uh, and... He's it's they speed up the footage, they play the goofy music, and all the parents and, and fans and coaches are like Okay. Yeah, this look yeah, at that monkey. That's what I'm play saying. They and like they recognize as I said before, they don't even recognize that it's a monkey until yeah. they he scores. Yeah, so the monkey scores and then everyone's like, wait a minute, that's a monkey. Ha 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 ha. And the monkey, I guess, gets self-conscious about yeah. the fact that he's black. Yeah. How about that? They, I mean, they, I they tried to make this sad at many points. They like really attempted to make it seem like this was all very sad. Well, they said and in they the beginning of the movie shot. that they said in the beginning of the movie that the monkey is supposed to be like this genius, right? But like that, just that the monkey is like too much of a monkey, literally, to like accept, embrace his genius. But that doesn't explain how he's so good at hockey, like how he has this magical slap shot. Yeah, that's true. They they say that he's a genius, but like firstly, like is he like that much of a genius? I guess he doesn't do anything particularly brilliant other than I guess operate close to a low-level operating human. Yeah. Uh like he can ride a a train competently, I guess. Uh, uh confidently. Well, I mean, he can make coffee. Yeah, and like he can make coffee. So I guess there's that. Um, he can he can make cereal with milk. So I guess it's just when the monkey actually starts playing hockey, and we abandon any semblance of this being like a a story about family and unity and like a cheesy '90s schmaltzy like family's what most important. You know, Goonies never yeah. say die. You know, always f- this this cheesy crap. Uh, and instead, it becomes a whole different kind of cheesy crap. With the animal playing the sport, and everyone's like, "Okay, I guess we're doing this now." <laughs> yeah, like there, there's so many like even before the monkey gets on the ice, like the two scenes of the monkey like learning how to skate is dumb. Because first of all, as, as Casey and I have talked about, the soundtrack in this movie is atrocious. Well, here's here's what I wanted to ask you: is that what does the music, the orchestral score? sound like did you did it sound like anything to either one of you i'm not gonna know what that means 
So, so like the the the, like the, the melody the main motif, like what do they keep repeating as like a like a the, the like melody a musical is... score? But but if you speed it up, it goes. It becomes the MLB on Fox theme. Yeah. Speed it, speed it up. But see, when I was, maybe it's a different part of the melody, I thought of Black Parade by uh, My Chemical Romance. Because it's, bum, it's like, da na da na Yeah, that's it's that part. You know what it almost sounds like, too? It almost sounds like the, not the, is it the wedding music? No, it's the graduation Pop, music. Pomp and circumstance. Da, na, 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 da, 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 da. So yeah, basically, this movie this movie steals from like everything else. But the soundtrack so, specifically, like the the lyrics and music are just so cheesy and campy. Like in the skating scene, it like there's I don't even know that like there's this one lyric where they say like it's like laughing out loud in a silent movie, and I'm like what? And which is especially <laughs> Was that an weird. Elton John lyric. <laughs> which is especially weird when you know one of the people in the movie you know is deaf, um, and the other. <laughs> And even in the locker room scene, when the monkey is like trying on all the gears, this weird song was like, I'm as cool as ice. Not cold as ice by Foreigner. It's like, I'm cool like ice. And I'm just like, who wrote this? And apparently, I think cool as ice same. starring Vanilla Ice, the movie? Oh, oh is that, that's not a real movie, is it? That's a real movie. Look oh, it up. No. Okay. Oh, no. It is not that's a sports not, movie. No, thank God. Oh, thank God. But you're like even those scenes, like the 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 skating scene where he's learning to skate whoa, 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 is like. Whoa, 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 whoa! You got a problem with Vanilla Ice, Mac? Is this Rob. the hill you're prepared to die Rob. on? Rob, <laughs> are you? R- R- Rob, name three Vanilla Ice songs. Go ahead. <laughs> name one. Name two Vanilla Ice songs. I can name Ice Ice Baby, and that's all I'm giving you. Really, not even the Ninja Turtles theme song. Well, not the theme song, but the. Go, go, ninjas, is it, what, go ninjas, it's go ninjas, go. Go ninjas, go. Go ninjas I, go. I mean, that's like a fun one-hit wonder that it, steals it, from under. Sti- I love all mean? of Ice Cube's hit, or Vanilla Ice's hits. I'm sorry, who? I'm sorry, who? You say Ice Cube? <laughs> some fan. Some fan you are. NWA starring Vanilla Ice. No, 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 no. I don't, nope, nope, do not get the image out of my head. Nope, the image is stuck in my head. Wait, what He's is this? He's in a jacket. I'm coming He's straight out of Compton. Jacket. He's walking down the street. He, I, the image is stuck in my head, and now my night is ruined. All right, uh, moving Vanilla on. Vanilla Ice singing, fuck, duh, police. Fuck, duh, police. Oh, duh. God. Okay, yes. but... So, but but also getting back to the music, the cheesy pop music in the background is a staple of bad kids sports movies. Oh. It's off. It's often in the montage where the kids are bonding because they don't know how to show actually kids bonding. So they show them doing an activity with no audio and just them laughing and smiling. Which Robbie D, here's where it comes in handy. What was that scene like in the Mighty Ducks two? Which one? The one where they're playing the cheesy pop song and they're all getting together. What are they doing? Oh. Come on, you've seen this movie a million times. <laughs> the one with that, the one where they're just roping, where Dwayne's roping all of them, right? Yes, they're roping. It's uh, Rancher, Rancher Dwayne. Yeah, yeah Rancher they're doing Dwayne. the line dance. 
they're doing the line dance and he's doing united we stand divided we fall we work together yeah it's <laughs> oh, God. it's it's that dog crap but then uh, and, and then the scene where they should be using the music. trilogy all in one episode oh god <laughs> oh no but then the one scene where maybe there should be music, where he, where the monkey is just straight up eating cereal and messing around with milk, they cut the music out. So the kid comes <laughs> downstairs and the monkey just go, gives this big bright smile and the kid just is like like dumbfounded, like standing there, doesn't doesn't scream, just is like he's like stop. Uh, <laughs> stop, stop, just stop. Like, All right. But admittedly, that that scene got a laugh. Because they left it so long. They cut back and forth between the monkey and Steven just standing there. They're well, cut was, back to this like ten times. Yeah. Well that was that was my problem with the skating scene too, was like when the monkey's skating, it's like, okay, it's a typical thing. It doesn't know. But they keep cutting back to Steven like giving like the shrugged like silly monkey. They do that like five times in the ice skating yeah. scene. I'm like, get a new editor, please. Yeah. I mean the direction well, they, in this movie is also terrible. But get a new editor. Find some new shot compositions. The scene is cheesy as hell. The serial scene where they're just staring at each other. I was half expecting, like the monkey at one point to just in the midst of their staring contest, he just goes, "Hello, Clarice." <laughs> I thought he said, or, "Or you'll you'll float too." <laughs> you know what you look like with your handbag and your cheap shoes. You look like a rube, a well-dressed <laughs> hustling rube with little taste. What does your dad do, Stephen? Is he a coal miner? Does he stink of the land? Oh, oh. Thank but you. Yeah, that's that, my yeah. that's my lecture impression. Thank you. Ah. Uh, hello, Paris. So, but, <laughs> but you are, you are right. <laughs> I'm going to make you some coffee with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> oh. So the but the editing in the movie is terrible, especially in the death scene of the doctor. Do you remember that scene? Oh, oh yeah, do I remember this scene? You mean the scene that was preceded by like the guy having like mild Parkinson's, and then all of a sudden he's just watching TV, and then just drops his mug, and they're like, "Yep, he's all dead." Right. It's like, yeah, Whoa. he's dead. Uh, he's dead. The the record is rolling. The milk is spilled. I thought it. <laughs> like you know pour one out for the boys <laughs> yes, this, this, oh this god he spiked my milk again <laughs> this old professor of science is like oh think about all the dead homies today all right but like it's not mild parkinson's either because like and it's clear that it's not like voluntary shade like normally when your hand is trembling your hand is trembling he's clearly like wiggling his forearm and he's it well, looks like, like he's watering plants. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> but but in Ed, they do the same thing with the manager about like him coughing and like seeming like he's sick, and then never address it again. So I'm going into this thinking, oh, they're gonna do the handshake, and then he's never gonna address it again. But then the next scene, it goes from zero to a hundred, and then I was just not prepared for that. Like that was, and that's also just a weird death scene. Like. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of the weirder death scenes I think I've seen. Are you trying to tell me that when the milk hit the floor, <laughs> it was not symbolic of your tears falling <laughs> from your face? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, like, that death scene was like, I, you know, again, we're, I think we talked about the usual suspect scene before where, like, it's the slow motion, like, drop, but 
even then, like, you're not thinking, oh, he's dead. Maybe he, like, passed out or maybe he had, like, a no, problem. He, not they, like, they, they telegraph it pretty hard that he's going to die. So? Okay. I think so. Oh, yeah, because of the way he cut the lecture short. Yeah, uh, well, okay. like, all of a sudden, the, he's, like, perfectly fine. They cut away from him. They cut back, and all of a sudden, he's, like, pale white. Okay. I, I, th- they, I think they telegraphed it really hard and then didn't straight up show him dead because they wanted to make it as digestible as possible for the children. Uh, what which about is, the children? For the kids, I, which, man. like, I don't even care about because, honestly, kids kids get death. It's fine. <laughs> Mufasa gets trampled by a bunch of wildebeests, and they show the corpse. <laughs> Bambi gets straight up shot in the first scene of the movie. In the face. In the yeah. first. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, that's fair, but... As you were talking about before with the monkey reacting to, like, his criticism, he got more upset with that than he did with his best, per- like, essentially one of his best friends dying. Like, how does he process the news of him getting booed, like, easy, like, worse than one of his <laughs> Not even booed, just like confidants. a few chuckles. Yeah, a few chuckles. Like, versus his one of his confidants, the person that he's been spending all this time with straight up not existing anymore. Like, how is he not going through an existential crisis if he's such a genius? Yeah. I mean, how, how do you, how, how are you, like, really self-conscious about the fact? It's like, it's not like they made fun of him. No, they made fun of like Stephen that. harder than they made fun of Jack. Yeah. We're all supposed to feel sorry for Jack because a few people in the crowd go, hey, that's a monkey. <laughs> Look at that. The monkey can play hockey. <laughs> Meanwhile, no, Stephen is, like, getting the snot beat out of him. So, so he's Jack Hughes? I'm saying that Jack Hughes is getting the snot beat out of him by his own teammates who all look like bassists in Christian rock bands with their goatees and their earrings and their spiked bleach blonde hair. Yeah, and what's up with, like, the one random guy on the team when, like, the the kid finally speaks up as the one random guy that, like, no one knows who's like, yeah, I agree with him. It's like I I thought that was Magoo. I thought that was Was Magoo. Magoo. Oh, I Magoo? think that's Magoo the goalie. Which, okay. by the way, Magoo. the goalie who can't see is named Magoo. Uh, Are you laughing, kids? Because uh, 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 all all the kids know who Mr. Magoo is. <laughs> Clearly. Do you do you know who Mr. Magoo is, Rob? Yeah. Is it bad if I say yes? <laughs> I mean, not, I don't know. It's, it's it, it was an right? old. Like a Chris, is it Christmas? No, it was, it, it, was, it was just animated. It was an old, right? it was an old animated cartoon show about, and the joke was oh, that Vince. the guy couldn't see, and like it's just, it's a lot of slapstick humor of just the guy almost getting hurt but not because he can't see. It was also a really terrible Leslie Nielsen movie. But then again, what entity is not a really terrible Leslie Nielsen movie at some point? <laughs> Here's what I'll ask because I ask this all the t- uh, for every movie. Was there anything, and I'll start with you, Rob. No, was great. there anything that you liked in MVP? Well, if we think, well, yes, you know what? Yes, there was. There okay. Was no, there was no love interest thing at all, and I thought that was amazing. Well, I, I don't mean, know. Technically, the, technically, the monkey does have a love interest. The maintenance worker. 
Oh, I don't no. think that's where that goes. He kisses that, that, that. He gives him a lot of kisses. That's a that's an uncomfortable amount of kisses in this movie. That, that's just uncomfortable. Worker. That's not exactly what I. Hey, listen. A man and monkey love story has happened before. Just watch Tim Burton's reboot of Planet of the Apes. Mark Wahlberg straight up makes out with a monkey. Look it up. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh yes! Oh no! Oh no! But, but anyway, yeah, yeah. so that you know that's a nice perk. I mean, because you know me, I'm not really a fan of that in sports movies. Like, I know, but like, is is there anything the movie like did well? Not that they didn't do wrong. Is, is <laughs> oh! 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 Uh! No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I guess. So, Rob, when this movie ended, what was your immediate thought? Like, when the cre- the credits thank roll... God. Yeah, you're just thinking, thank God? Thank God. Right. And also, they make him seem like less of a monkey at the end of the movie. He couldn't climb the tree! And he very clearly couldn't climb the tree! Listen, it's, it's the last his shot of the movie. Cli- his parents climb it with ease, but he clearly can't do it. Some genius monkey he is. He succeeds at matters of the mind, not matters of the flesh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maddie Max, did you have anything that you liked in this movie? Um, I thought the, even though we've given it some criticism, I think the storyline with including, you know, the deaf sister and... Her, the, her relationship with the monkey and even her relationship with her own family. It was a nice touch, especially for a kid's movie. You know, having that extra representation there for something we don't usually see. And seeing her, you know, confidence grow throughout the movie, you know, through her, the relationships with her family and eventually through the people in her classroom, which is, was, was a, sends a nice message. Nice little wholesome message. Some occasionally bogged down by the stupidity of the rest of the movie. So there were certainly some good family elements in the movie that you could take away some positive lessons from, unlike a movie like Ed, which, good luck finding that. I thought that the sister gave the one performance that you couldn't point to and say, wow, that was objectively terrible. Um, she, she does she, play a good deaf, a, a good deaf person. Cause she's yeah, not, is she actually deaf? No, no she's not. Uh, oh. She's, she's a good job, job there. Good job then. Especially for a kid, she understands the voice, the mannerisms. She signed she confidently. She kind of like tapered off. She was a child. She was a little bit of a child actress, and that was about it. Because I remember, yeah, her, I notably know her from Dante's Peak. That's about mm-hmm. it. Which, yeah. by, which by the way, if you want a bad movie about volcanoes, there's your movie right I'm sorry, there. Sorry, is there a good movie about volcanoes? I I think Volcano was pretty good but I don't know. There's Airplane versus Volcano, which is a real movie. Look it up. <laughs> Casey finds the most stupid shit. <laughs> I saw it while scrolling Netflix one day that it was Airplane versus Volcano. I tweeted, how is Airplane versus Volcano a real movie? The director of the movie tweeted at me, imploring me to watch his movie. <laughs> did uh, you? And I never did. <laughs> well, I mean, what else we got? Pompeii with Kit Harrington did, okay. is not good. Uh, I guess the Shark Boy and Lava Girl count. There are volcanoes in the movie. Uh, wait, no, it's not wait, wait, no, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. We need, we need uh, to go back for a sec here. Is that also, is, isn't that also not a good movie? Hold on, Mac. We need to go back here. Casey, how the Sam hell did that director find you? 
I, I guess he must have like a notification alert whenever someone tweets the words airplane volcano. Yeah, like he's got a filter on, right? Like, like, oh boy, oh boy. Someone he's like, finally, knows. someone's talking about it. And he like tweeted at me and he was like so sincere. He's like, hey, you should give it a shot. And I like look <laughs> in his Twitter bio and it's like director of airplane versus volcano. I'm like, it. what? What? That's it? So, I wonder who wins. <laughs> oh, who does win? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. We All right. <laughs> New discussion topic. Who wins airplane versus volcano? Go. Okay. Now, what kind of airplane are we talking here? Let's say it's a Boeing 737. Volcano. Rob says volcano. <laughs> I, okay, I, but a volcano's, volcano. a volcano's blast radius is not doesn't go very high, right? Right, but now, how would the airplane yeah, fight is, a volcano unless it got down what low? The airplane has, what, can the airplane use weapons? Can the airplane, That's, like, drop can drop bombs or the missiles in there because that, then the volcano is stationary. The, the volcano's not moving. Volcano wins. <laughs> Matty Max, Matty Max, you just got caught. You just got caught. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Why would you say something so blasphemous? Oh, I mean, like, the coin came up heads. That means volcano wins. Man, let, me, let me tell you something, Max Kellerman. Let me tell, let me, let me tell you something. Guys, let's talk about <laughs> Well, you know, a volcano can't move. It's not like Moana. It can't just what? get up volcano and move. Volcano doesn't have to move, Mac. He's got it's to like, it's like a volcano. If you fly a plane into a volcano, guess what? That plane is crashing. It is oh, crashing. Is crashing. Okay, you're not falling in the lava. You're, fall, you're going around. You're going around. You can hit it from the outside. Hit it with what? Hit it with the plane? Guess what? <laughs> the plane still loses. Oh, well, here's the problem, though. How, how can we determine when a volcano has been killed? It's when it goes, I guess when it goes extinct. When it goes dormant. It goes dormant. So what if the plane you know, just waits? But dor dormant volcanoes can always be reactive. What if the plane finds a way to like travel into the future? If the plane travels into the future far enough for the volcano to go dormant, <laughs> then it wins. Yo, what? Not a reach here. It's it's pretty simple. You go to the Bermuda Max, Triangle. Max, I am in. reaching. We're reaching. We're reaching. I am beginning to think that you are not taking this debate very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear it's been established that helicopters can beat sharknadoes by bombing them yeah, so exactly so why can't a plane bomb the shit out of a volcano because it's different mac wait or, or finds a way to like suck the lava out of the volcano using like suck capsules the lava out of the volcano how are you gonna do that mac with a big straw <laughs> There's ways. I, I'll have to think of them. But there's a way. There are ways. Okay. Well, while Mac thinks of spectacular new ways to suck, uh, let's get to uh, one of the performances that I think we haven't really hit on enough, which is that of Steven, uh, the hockey player. We touched on how he's a terrible hockey player. He's also not that great of an actor. His voice is very prepubescent, and it bothered me through the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, he also had, like, that early 2000s haircut, like, that boy band. Not Frosted Tips, but, like, you just need to get colored for the Frosted Tips. Like, that was also annoying. Yeah. Not not the boy band that wears matching leather jackets like in Score a Hockey Musical. No. It's like a... Not... I guess NSYNC. You could say, like, an we NSYNC. We go in the corners, <laughs> and then we go out, and we play airplane versus volcano, and it's... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Coming to Hasbro. <laughs> Adapted from 
the Hasbro Toy Games, directed by Michael Bay, starring Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> and playing vs. Volcano 3, The Reckoning. <laughs> and starring Rihanna, because she's always, she was in Battleship, she was in, like, City of a Thousand Planets. She's, and a random cameo by John Turturro. Okay. <laughs> These airplane versus volcano movies have really gotten out of hand. They're just they're just grasping for concepts right now. I mean, I Sharknado made six Sharknado, kind of Sharknado made six movies. What do you think is grasping for concepts at this point? Yeah. Airplane versus volcano. I can't believe he's actually doing this right now. I feel like we have to watch this movie now. I feel like it's an honorary sports movie. <laughs> it is like it's like a. Well, it's a fight, so you could say, like, you know, box is in the boxing MMA category. They're going head-to-head. There's probably a montage. So, airplane, airplane versus Volcano, top billing goes to Dean Kane. Dean Kane? <laughs> oh, we have to watch this movie. We have to watch this movie. We need to watch this movie. If my man Dean Kane is the star. Dean Kane, star of such hit projects as Lois and Clark and God's Not Dead. <laughs> was he in God's Not Dead 2? Part Electric he Boogaloo? Not, he was not in the second one. He was uh, not in the second one. And he was also in that random movie with uh, your friend Vin Craig. Yeah, he was in uh, Broadcasting Christmas. Wow. Is that Hall- was that Hallmark? Uh, I, believe, I believe it was Lifetime. Lifetime, okay. Almost, it's 50-50 on that one. 50-50 on that title. He was also in The Dog Who Saved Summer, A Dog for Christmas. Was that directed by the same guy, Robert Vince? (laughs) God, I hope not. Let's look. The Dog Who Saved Christmas, director Sean Olsen. No! (laughs) So close. So close. But yeah, no, the kid in this movie is like... You know what he's like? He's like Randy in Tooth Fairy. Like, he's just... A typical, like, prepubescent, like, teen actor. Like, doesn't quite get it, but you can see all why right. the cast Let's, let's not books. throw slander at Randy from Tooth Fairy, all right? Because Randy from Tooth Fairy was incredibly talented. He would have to be in order to beat me. <laughs> you're, you're telling me the five-year-old Casey did not audition for MVP. I'm, I'm saying that if I auditioned for this movie, I'd have been Tara and... <laughs> And I, I would have been Jack, and it would have been a blockbuster smash. It would have made a lot more than $1 million at the box office, let me tell you. What was the budget? What was the budget of this movie? $4 million. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, all in all, this movie was cheaper than Score a Hockey Musical. Really? Yes, it was. Yes, it, it was. was. Fi- it still lost money, but it, it cost a lot less to make. Wow. Yeah. So... In that regard, the fact that they had less money than score and they still managed to train a monkey, get the monkey to perform. Honestly, the monkey gives one of the most credible performances in the movie. Yeah, that's I what I was the, thinking for the most part, except for the hockey scenes. Like, this monkey is, like, actually, like, giving some good facial expressions, even if he just kept doing the kissy face every now and then in awkward look, situations. Like, the movements and the body language were actually pretty good. Yeah, and... You know, it's 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 a monkey, so it's not like some kind of master class in acting, but it's it's where standing and body language how it's supposed to be. It performs basic tasks and it never um 
it never does what the dean of the college does, where where he just overacts the entire time. When he when the dean of the college is on the phone, he goes, "You're saying the chump never arrived." <laughs> And he goes storming into the scene and he talks to the maintenance worker who's painting. And so did you notice that no one is making eye contact in that scene? Huh. That did, makes did, sense. Did, yeah. Did anyone notice that? So the Dean storms in and like, first off, why is the guy just painting the wall? Like I... the, the Dean is wearing all white. You're like passing up a prime opportunity for the guy to turn around all surprised, like and paint all over his, his white Whoa. shirt. That would have been wacky. Uh, but, like, the dean storms in and he goes, are you telling me the chimp is not there? And he's, like, staring off to the side and at the ceiling, which, like, I don't want to make fun of the guy if he's cross-eyed, but at the same time, LOL, guy, where are you Where are you looking? Yeah, this guy is not very good with eye contact throughout the, most of the movie, which makes him, makes him an even weirder character. Besides just the way he delivers things, just the fact that he can't make basic human eye contact with the other actors, or even the monkey he's doing the scenes with. Yeah. But luckily right, he disappears, so it's fine. Here's here's one more thing that I that all right, two more things, two more. <laughs> of course. One one has to do with the maintenance worker. Uh, they reuse the same audio from the maintenance worker in the first ten minutes. So at at the two minute mark. He says, you're a funny guy, Jack. And then five minutes later, as they're walking around the hallways on their rollerblades, he says, you're a funny guy, Jack, in the exact same tone. They clearly just took the audio from that scene and, and put it back in. Yeah. I am, I the only, am I the only one? No. no how about makes, that? All right. That how, makes about, sense. How, makes sense. how about this? When Jack wakes up, the first shot of the movie is of his alarm going off at 7.03, and he hits the alarm. Mm -hmm. The second shot of the movie is the is Jack waking up with the picture of his mom next to his bed and the alarm clock, which is now at 6.58. The second shot of the movie has a continuity error. <laughs> yeah. Did you, maybe it was just me. When he hides out in the tree, like the tree house... Were those pictures there before when he originally got there? I would think so. I don't think he all up and moved in out of the women. But that wouldn't make any sense. Was... How would those pictures already be there? Because if it's he... someone else's treehouse. No, but they're not. Uh, they're of him and his wife and his the professor. They're just Jeff there. Has the wife. His his wife. He has the no wife. That's his mother. What? Did, did you think that was his wife? The he monkey? Yes. No, he is. Wait, what? Dude. <laughs> Mac, Dude. Mac, did you think? <laughs> Mac, did you think the monkey had a wife? <laughs> Wait, there were three. There were two other people. Who were the other people? There was a third monkey. Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you notice Jack was dressed like a little kid? <laughs> oh, the little kid, I the little kid was Jack. It's the little kid of the parents. Where has the habitat? Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my
like, I was, I was wondering earlier in the show when you said, well, the monkey does have a love interest. I was like, the, yeah, the maintenance worker. <laughs> like, but he thought the monkey was that. <laughs> well, like, I thought the monkey was looking at. Well, I thought the monkey was like looking at that picture, like, oh, I'm, you know, like, oh, I miss. It looked like it was looking like longingly at the picture. Yeah, like his, mother. <laughs> his mother. You think he's got his just like picture by his bedside thing, and he's thinking to himself, "Oh God, I gotta get a Maxim. This just isn't working for me anymore." And like, he's just... <laughs> uh, monkey's got a wife. <laughs> What's so wrong with that? <laughs> gotta shut it down we gotta shut it down this is officially the last show uh we gotta shut it down i was i was gonna bring up some other stuff but i'm done i'm good we're good so let's just move on to the scoring of this movie and just get it over with so rob this uh this torrid romance of of for the monkeys (laughs) would you recommend it this feel-good romantic comedy of the summer. <laughs> oh my god. Poses uh, was really emotional, really tugged at my heartstrings. <laughs> he gets back to San Francisco, honey. I swear, I totally had opportunities to cheat on you, and I didn't. You could ask anyone, ask anyone in Canada. I, I stayed faithful. <laughs> it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy with all the fame. With all the fame and fortune and attention. Yeah. All the puck bunnies following me around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I'm good now. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think it's all out. All right. Would you recommend this movie? Yeah, it's a kid's movie. You know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's someone looking for, you know, a, a good laugh or, you know, or, you know, just. What do you mean know? a good laugh? <laughs> I don't confuse well, I mean, what we just went laugh, through with I'm a good laugh. Here. Well, because maybe they'll get a good laugh thinking that the monkey was his that that was his wife and not his mother. <laughs> that was his wife. She's a real cradle robber. <laughs> it's like Kate Beckinsale and Pete Davidson. Oh my god. Oh. Okay, oh, yeah. No. no, you know what? It's a kids' movie. You know, you're looking for that little. Okay, you know, we win. We win at the end. You know, happily ever after. The monkey gets home. They, the good guys win the big game, you know, all the literal cliches of a children's movie are in it. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Kids movie. It's really where it's at. It's also so a movie what, about a monkey. How is it not a kids movie? So, what's your score? Ah, you know, it's not as bad as Ed, but it's also, you know, not good by any sense of the word. But it is better than Ed, and honestly, Max, Max thing there just made me in a really good mood so 
I swear to God, if you give this like a six, I swear to <laughs> God. Not, not even a chance, dude. Okay. Two five. Two five. All right. Maddie, mm-hmm. Maddie Max, uh, what did you think of the notebook two monkey edition? <laughs> I mean, uh, Jack I is standing I, there going, I want all of you every day. I recommend this to, to the whole family, the father, the mother and the Jack. The, the hopeless romantics. <laughs> <laughs> I do not I do not recommend this to any sports movie fans because this is not a good sports movie in any sense of the word. It's but very that's stupid. That's where my score comes from. because It's, it's not very good- dumb. Um, yeah, it's as we said before, it's. In terms of expectations, you know, it kind of matches what the expectations for a movie like this would be. So I will give it a three. Yeah, uh, this movie will probably make your kids dumber, but it will also probably keep them them quiet. (laughs) It will probably also keep them quiet. But at the end of the day, like the goal of the movie, and I always hate when people use that excuse of like, it's harmless, it'll shut your kids up, the little kids... You should be feeding your kids good stories when they're young, uh, because that's the stuff they're going to grip onto. You know, you should. I I don't think a little little kid, probably like three years old, would probably like this. But any older than that, and and people will lose their patience. And I also just think that I'm so glad that this was like the last. Actually, no, this wasn't even the last of the monkey movies from the '90s. Because you still had MVP two, the most vertical primate, which uh, which came out in two thousand one, which was the direct to VHS sequel. Uh, Jack is uh, here's the IMDb summary of that, by the way. MVP two opens with the lovable Jack being ousted from his hockey team, the Seattle Simians. After being falsely accused of league misconduct, oh god! <laughs> NHL, <laughs> NHL, 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 take notes for your new team. Where the fuck did we get that? <laughs> After being falsely accused of league misconduct, fantastic lies to the Jack story. <laughs> oh god. So anyway, uh, this movie is is. A waste of time. It's competent in the sense that the shots are generally in focus and the training of Jack is is generally very good. But then again, we should stop forcing animals to act because that's just really dumb and probably inhumane. I didn't I didn't bother looking up whether or not Jack and any of the monkeys playing Jack were mistreated growing up. Because honestly, I just didn't have the heart for it. I just thought, <laughs> I, I don't want to know that. I just, because I already, I, I was tortured by watching this movie. So I can't imagine what they were put through to make it. Uh, so I'll give this movie a 2.5 uh, with the acknowledgement that pretty much anyone under the age of four will like it. And anyone above the age of four should skip it. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that, fair on all three accounts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that being said, uh, if, if you're a big fan of Nicholas Sparks, uh, I would highly recommend this movie. Uh, it's it's an 11 out of 10. The last song wishes it was this emotional. Uh, God. thought the monkey was his wife. What are, What is a marriage like in, in monkey land, Mac? Who the hell knows? <laughs> you can't ask Jack. He doesn't well, have a wife. 
His well, his his, his wife left him after she heard about the false accusations. <laughs> but, but, but he has parents, though, so you're saying they're not in a marriage? <laughs> Hashtag cancel Jack. Cancel Jack! All right, you know, KC. We have given our scores. It's a three. Matt gave a three. You and I gave 2.5s. That wraps up MVP. But, of course, we must leave our fans with what we're watching next week. So now I guess we have to watch something that's halfway decent. Uh, That'd be nice. <laughs> literally, we, 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 our, our movie scores, Casey, yours and I's movie scores have combined for a four in the last two. That's true. So that means we are going to be watching, because we mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Oh, shit. The monkey lover himself, Mark Wahlberg in Invincible. Invincible. Ah, Oh, okay. righty. Interesting. Let's see. It can be found on Showtime. If you have a Showtime subscription for free. Oh, all right. Yep. I got Showtime. Everything else you'd have to pay for, it's on Amazon Prime to rent, iTunes to rent. Uh, yeah. You can get it on, I'm sure, Tubi or something or anything. But anyway, uh, you follow along with Invincible, which is the uh, story of Vince Papali starring Mark Wahlberg and Rachel McAdams. Uh so it's it is a movie about the Philadelphia Eagles. So you oh, already know. That's really a bad start. <laughs> so you are you already know that it's not going to be a perfect score. And it and is we're also. And going to talk about the uh, Always Sunny episode that would that would parody oh, it. If that's not referenced at least six times, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody shot Doyle. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be uh, that'll be uh, that'll be next week. Uh, you can follow me at Casey Bryan 51. You can follow at Robbie underscore DeLuca 95 and you can follow Matt. Eh, don't follow Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You can follow Matt at Matt McNamara 526. 25. Matt McNamara 25. Matt McNamara 25. Yes. Because I changed jobs. CBS sports, baby. And. Yeah. Matt bro- Matt broke up with his ex, so uh, he's no longer with uh, Spectrum. <laughs> yeah, no, and no, and no underscore either. No more underscore. <laughs> no more underscore. Wow. wow. So now yeah. Rob's the weird I one. That <laughs> at the end of the, you know, handle. <laughs> okay. So that'll do it here on the podcast. Uh, a quick reminder that uh, if you were thinking about striking up a romance with a monkey, uh, don't. It is a felony in most states. I can't speak for the southeast, but uh, remember, Casey, licking doorknobs is illegal on other planets. Words to live by. There you go. 